Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Look, it's not your team. It's you. Welcome, everybody, to a very spooky edition of It's Not Your Team, It's You here on the Believe Podcast Network. Uh, it's freaking Halloween. Everybody's pumped. I'm your host, Tyler Coe. And I'm your host, Haley Graves. And hell yeah, I'm pumped. Halloween is my favorite holiday, even though 2020 has kind of canceled it, but not for the sake of our show. That's right. I'm, I'm glad that we at least we're starting off the show on a good on a good foot because you and I agree on that Halloween number one. I love it. I'm devastated Absolutely. like you that we don't get to celebrate it. But we do have a lot of spooky things going on in college football. <laughs> there are some legit horror stories going on in the Big Ten, yeah. which we're going to get to. And we got a ton this show. We're going to uh, stop by each house in the neighborhood. ACC, SEC, Big 12, Big 10, because everybody's back in the fall. We're going to talk about the American. And then we asked you guys what your favorite candies were for Halloween, if they were to be college football teams. And Haley, yep. I think you have a few as well that I'm excited to get to. Oh, I took this prompt very seriously. I love <laughs> me some good comparisons. And when it comes to Halloween and comparing football teams, sign me up. So we got that at the end of the show, and uh, we want to let you guys know that this show, this episode is brought to you by, of course, betonline.ag from game spreads and totals of team and player and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Guys, don't forget to go to their online casino, which is open 24-7. So head on over to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Uh, If you want to bet on the World Series, that's going on right now. Got some big games coming up this weekend. Dodgers are winning tonight. I would hope so. You never know. We're recording this on Tuesday. (laughs) Not a good listening Wednesday. Literally, the game is happening right now. It's been a great series so far, Um, even though I haven't watched one damn game. That's how how little interest it's getting for me right now. But anyways, head on over to betonline.ag and sign up today. So, Miss Graves, there's been a ton of uh, it just every single week thus far yeah. in college football it has surpassed what we thought was possible. There's n- there's not been one week that hasn't been like, oh my gosh, that is a huge surprise, a yeah. shocking finish, players going down, more positive COVID tests. Uh, it- it's been just wild. Right. I couldn't agree more, except truthfully this weekend. There was no game this weekend except for really one that I felt the result wasn't what I expected. And that one game being Cincinnati and SMU. Uh, Everything else, and that's just because y'all know I'm a homer for SMU, and I really, really wanted the ponies to rise to the occasion, and they did not. But overall, this week's slate of games was just kind of, okay, everyone took care of business. For the most part, yeah. Outside of the Big Ten, the Big Ten was a mysterious beast this past weekend with teams not acting themselves. Uh, I don't want to get too like on the spells and the Halloween because we're just going <laughs> to beat that to death on this show. But Wisconsin didn't run the ball. They threw it. Rutgers Back. won a game. Rutgers scored like 30-some-odd points. Excuse yep. me. And then Penn State falls to Indiana, obviously, was the biggest right. shocker of the year. Um, right. But, you know, the thing that we've talked about, Haley, and again, it, it's it, this is a thing that's not going to go away. Obviously, it's never going to go away, and that's COVID. And yeah. with what is happening around the country with uh, the high uh, new record of cases at what was it, 75,000 plus in a day, which is awful, right. that hasn't escaped the college football world. And our no. Florida Gators, which have been struggling for a while, they got some more bad news today. They did. Yeah. ESPN broke the news that 
while Florida has been on a two-week hiatus after having 20-some-odd cases within their program, they went back to work on Monday, meetings, practice, all that good stuff. But then Tuesday, it was announced that they have six new COVID cases. So I don't know what's going down in Florida. I know that they are pretty much have free reigns to do whatever and whomever they choose. But I mean, it's they need to get that under control in that program because at this point, even this weekend's game is in jeopardy because after seeing the outbreak they had two weeks ago, Missouri has to start thinking about their athletes and whether or not they want Florida to even come to their or I guess Missouri's playing at Florida, but still putting your camp, your kids in that environment. And that's just a little bit of a risky situation. However, on the flip side, you know, Texas A&M hasn't come out with any COVID cases. Thankfully, fingers crossed that doesn't happen. Knock on wood, all of the things. But maybe we're seeing the fact that COVID isn't as transmissible on a football field, which would be great news, and that it's more happening in meeting rooms, on campuses, and with the things and people that the kids are interacting with in their homes and, like I said, on campus. You would hope so, and that kind of seems to be the case, oddly enough. You know, um, I had concerns watching Texas Baylor this past weekend with Baylor, a program that hasn't had a week without a positive uh, test. Right. Uh, there's been teams all over the country that haven't gotten out of their own way. They continue to have that problem. Florida's a serious issue, though, and it still does not – it's not a good look for Dan Mullen and the Gators when he's no. publicly asking for, you know, thousands fans. and thousands of fans <laughs> to come to – you need to get your own program under control because it's not just about – it's not a vanity thing. It's a health thing. Right. It's uh, These players need to be right. taken care of. Um, and it's not just coaches that need to be aware of it. It's players as well. Because if we just mentioned Wisconsin did like a freaky Friday, I've never seen a Badger <laughs> football team throw the football like that. I, people right. will say, well, what about Russell Wilson? Yeah, Russell was great, but not like this. And, right. and you know, Russell is like the definition of a dual threat. And he's a yes. bigger body, squatty body quarterback that he can run the ball very aggressively, but still fits in the mold of Wisconsin football. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not used to this. I, I see, I, I want my Brian Calhoun. I want my Monty Ball. I want my Melvin Gordon. I want my Ron Dane. I want my Jonathan Taylor. And then this kid, Graham Mertz, shows up, filling in for Jack Cohen, yep. the starting quarterback. And Haley, he was unbelievable. This guy was 20 to 21. He set records yep. for what? Uh, completion percentage at Wisconsin for quarterback rating. And they yep. torched Illinois through the air. Yep. I've never seen that in all of my years on this earth. Nearly Badgers 250 yards, five touchdown passes. I mean, he definitely found his favorite wide receiver. And Jake Ferguson, who hauled in three of those five, like it was very, very impressive. If there was a team that just kind of turned some heads a little bit, it definitely was Wisconsin and what they have with their freshman quarterback. But, I, but there's but, that but. but. There's that but there, but. Haley, though. What's that but? That but is what we talked about on last week's show and that it was announced the day after Wisconsin's win that Graham Mertz tested positive for COVID. And, you know, we've seen a lot of situations. We saw it with Nick Saban. We're seeing it all over the country of false positives. So they were optimistic that that's what the case was, but it ended up not being. It was announced on Tuesday that he got his second positive test back. And so that means that he'll be entering the Big Ten's 21-day COVID protocol. So that means for the next three weeks, they will not have him because, again, reminder, Big Ten's rules, players must be out for 21 days, isolated for that first 10, and also being tested by a cardiologist to make sure everything is okay with their hearts before they're cleared to come back to the field of play. That is three weeks. That's half of their season nearly. 
Yeah, it is. And this is, and, it's yeah. what we talked about. Um, uh, th this isn't a bad thing. I, I actually right. like their protocol. I know you and I both are, we skew much more on the health side of things of protecting right. these players. But like we've talked about all year long, you cannot have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. This is stuff that should have been implemented way before the beginning of the season to give yourself a little bit of breathing room. Uh, no pun intended right there with that. But with Big Ten, folks, the train's going to keep rolling on. There are yeah. no bye weeks. There are no bye weeks. There is Big Ten football every single week until December. So that yep. means it doesn't matter. Wisconsin doesn't get to fill in these games. He ha they have to go play Nebraska, Purdue, and Michigan in the next three weeks with a fourth-string quarterback, Haley, because their third-string string. Third quarterback also unfortunately tested positive for COVID and Chase Wolf. So now they're down to this guy named Danny Vanderboom, which is a yep. real name. I did not make that Hey, up. but it's, in fairness, it's awesome. Danny Vanderboom has thrown one pass as a Wisconsin Badger, and that one pass – scored a touchdown so he's coming into this game with an unreal stat line i mean thousand percent perfect, can't beat perfect that. passer rating i mean and, and Haley, you know, if, you, if you're gonna have a guy come in and save the day for three games who who better than danny vanderboom of a name like that booming. you were you were born for that but this is the stuff we're talking about is that what we 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 didn't want it to happen but we knew right. that the big 10 wouldn't be able to get out of its own way week one it's already happened Right. And like we said, and then it affects your, the nucleus of people that you're around in the same way that we've seen it now affect the QB room at Wisconsin. So, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how the Badgers rebound from that. I mean, if you're a Badgers fan, the, the range of emotions you've felt in the past three days have been like, oh my God, we can throw the football. We're going to win the Big Ten too. Oh my God, we're down to our four string quarterback. We're going right. to lose every game. Right. It's just the unfortunate reality of all of this. Yeah. Um, but we're going to circle back to that because we're going to stop at every house in the neighborhood. Uh, news from every conference this weekend, little tidbits yeah. here and there. Um, how about we start off in the ACC? You cool with that? Yep, let's do it. All right, ACC, not much out of the conference. Uh, we had some big games here and there, if you want to call them that. Notre Dame looked really good in a rebound uh, against Pitt, even though they didn't lose against Louisville. That was a sloppy game. They looked dominant in their performance against Pitt which gives you confidence if you're a Golden Domer going into Clemson in two weeks. Uh, and then Clemson struggled again. We talked about this. Who are yep. the only two teams that can beat Clemson? Alabama and Syracuse. And Syracuse. <laughs> Whatever yep. it is, we don't know. But Absolutely. they struggled against the Qs. Yeah, and I mean, this was arguably Trevor Lawrence's worst game of the season and by worst I mean he was 27 of 43 which is very uncharacteristic of him you know two touchdowns one interception you know shout out to Q's for giving them a fight until halftime obviously Clemson's team is just far so far and wide more superior in talent than Syracuse but you know and maybe this team a little bit of them was like Syracuse is going to be a cakewalk we've got Notre Dame on the horizon. So maybe that's what they're thinking about. It could have been that. I think it just also, I don't know, it's like that mental thing. It's that one team. You have that. Every school has right. that. You know, A&M right. has Arkansas. Like for whatever reason. I feel like matter. it's, it's the opposite way. Deal. I feel like it's almost the opposite way. <laughs> like Arkansas 
can't like a and m is that like they can't get over the hump <laughs> and i'm saying that again yeah. knocking on all wood and crossing yeah. fingers but with that being said the other flip side and this is me definitely starting a rumor um <laughs> that <laughs> you know maybe trevor lawrence played the way he did because he could get away with it in that game and again this is not trevor lawrence's character so this is obviously a bad rumor that i'm starting but what if he just knew he could get away with playing a little lackluster one week into the season so that way you know the jets may not come calling it's an interesting thing i'm not gonna fully buy that rumor but trevor <laughs> trevor coming out this weekend saying you know after saying that this is going to be his last year uh right. i love my time at clemson i'm moving on to being like you know we'll see what happens <laughs> like that's yeah very telling for a quarterback to do the jets are awful the jets are not even just awful there's you do not want to go to that organization so it's like the Browns of the 2000s and the Browns It is now. a dumpster fire, top Not to bottom. There. Not going there. Top to um, bottom, it is a dumpster fire. And I mean, the like, there's no supporting cast for him. No. Their offensive line is bad. They have no weapons. The defense doesn't care to play. Like Adam Gase overall, is not a coach. He's not right. a head coach. Right. Period. And And, you know, people will say, well, what about Sam Darnold? They just got him. I guarantee they would be willing to give Sam Darnold up for a Trevor Lawrence, a guy that can come in and recreate the entire image, the entire reputation, all of that good stuff. And that's a program. That's a quarterback that you can build a program around Sam Darnold. He's just had a really, really unfortunate time there. Well, he got mono, you know, he got <laughs> mono and it wasn't, that uh, was the start of it all. Wasn't it? <laughs> you got, you can't, you gotta be careful if you're making out with people in New York city. All right. Clearly. Like you're you're going to get mono. You gotta be more careful than that, but look at how they treated QB one. Right. No supporting cast, like you said. There's nothing around that guy. Nothing. Trev Trevor goes. He knows he's on an island as well. So it'll be interesting right. to see how that plays out. Also, maybe on the other side, Dabo is probably pretty happy because uh, he was fiery at the press conference about, I'm sorry, did we win? Am I at the right press conference? Right. Everybody was like, oh, my God, Syracuse scored 27 points. Dabo needs this going in. Uh, he's right. always looking for that extra little bit, you know, to get the team going. Like, oh, they think you're trash. They think you're terrible, despite the fact Ooh. that Clemson is the most dominant team in the past five years. Even better rumor, Trevor Lawrence and Dabo Sweeney to the Jets. I, I just, I can't, I, <laughs> I cannot see Dabo in the NFL. I just don't think his stick works there. I could be completely wrong. I could be wrong. I have no idea. I just feel like a coach that is as ambitious and bold as he is, I can't imagine that they're, that going and being an NFL coach is an itch that he doesn't want to scratch. Probably. I mean, I would imagine, right, that it's it's got to be in the back of every head coach's mind, right? right. Um, but Dabble's got it made in Clemson. I mean, that thing is just a machine. That is. I mean, but think about it. Like, yes, you had the situations of, you know, Nick Saban was not a very successful NFL coach. But on the flip side, you have the Pete Carrolls. I was, I'm glad you went there because that's the only person I could see that that, that Pete Carroll, very fun-loving, goofy guy right. could do that in the NFL. Maybe Dabo could do that. But in New York right. City, New York City and Seattle, that's a different vibe. <laughs> that's a very different vibe. Right. I don't know if it could work. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. The biggest thing that I took away from the Clemson game, people should pay yeah. attention to this. This is a big deal. Um, James Skalski, middle linebacker for Clemson, who is the heart and soul of that defense, more importantly, its leader, He's going to be out for a couple games. And that's a very, very big deal because that, right. that, that game uh, coming up that we keep talking about, Notre Dame, he'll be out for that. Now, if you haven't watched a lot of Clemson football, 
um, or if you have, you know who he is. He's the bearded linebacker that is right. in on every single play. And I'll point people back to the national championship last year against LSU that Clemson was hanging with the Tigers. Well, yep. with LSU because they're both Tigers. Um, <laughs> when he went out for targeting in the third quarter, that's when LSU ran away with it. Once mm -hmm. he left the game, that was a different – that was LSU's. That was, right. It was gone. That's going to be really interesting to see how bad of a loss that's going to be for Clemson defensively on that side of the ball because you need that guy to win those big games. So we'll yep. see what happens. Yep. Um, Two or next weekend, 11-7. 11-7. Might be one of the games of the season. I you know what? We need a game of the season because we haven't gotten right. one yet. We have right. not. Georgia-Bama. It was, was not it. It was not it. Um, trying to think of who else, you know, we Maybe, got Miami, I mean, Clemson, that wasn't I mean, from it. the, from an entertainment perspective, like the one I can think of as being the two get games of the year, Texas OU or Bama Ole Miss. Those, yeah, they were entertaining, but those are, I mean, Texas OU are terrible teams. Uh, if we're talking, <laughs> yeah, I mean, title contenders, I'm hoping. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm two hoping, juggernauts. I, yeah. I hope that's what we get in Notre Dame, Clemson. I, I think everybody wants that. God, I hope sure Clemson just smothers them. <laughs> I think that's I think that's going to be a game that Trevor's going to have to be. He needs it a Heisman moment. I don't know if he's I had it yet this year. Cannot stand Notre Dame. You can't stand Notre Dame. I got to tell you, no. I, I I don't like Notre Dame either. But I've been up to that campus. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's so green, and like they got a grotto with candles, and it's all this gold <laughs> shit. And the stadiums, it's nice. Like it's 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 a it's a nice place. There's a linebacker bar if anybody's been up there. I think it's called the linebacker. Fun. I, I hung out with well, the, one name. of the Golics. There's, all, there's a bunch of Golics up there. So, you know, <laughs> I don't know. But I get it. I'm, I'm with Clemson on that one, too. Um, yeah. I'm excited to get to that game. Um, so that's pretty much it for the ACC. That's all you need to know. Yep. Um, big 12. Oklahoma State took on Iowa State. And that was a big game because the Big 12, if you want to say the their playoff hopes, are still kind of alive because Oklahoma State. The fact State that these were the win. two juggernauts of the Big 12. <laughs> the Big 12. Iowa yeah. State and Okie State. Yeah. Um, so Okie State took him down. It was a tight game. It's been a different look from Oklahoma State. That's a team we're used to seeing put up a ton of points, right. especially with the weapons that they have when they right. have Chuba and Tylen, uh, and they have Spencer Sanders back. That really wasn't the case. No, this was definitely a game of the battle of the running backs. I mean, Chuba Hubbard versus Brees Hall was one to watch. And in fact, Brees Hall actually outplayed Chuba Hubbard, from a stats perspective at least, he had 20 carries, 185 yards, and a touchdown, whereas Chuba had 25 carries, 139 yards, and a touchdown. So, I mean, at that point, you're splitting hairs. Both of them played phenomenally. But, like, what this game ended up coming down to was the fact that Spencer Sanders played just a little better than Brock Purdy. And that was really it. Go back and look at the box score of these two, and they were so evenly matched even the score reflected that and it just came down to a couple of x's and o's and spencer sanders had the slight advantage over brock purdy and that made the difference and it's going to be interesting to see they were so evenly matched you could see them again in the big 12 championship right. game it's not out of the realm right. of possibility oklahoma state though i think we're about to find out if they're a legit contender for the playoffs because their next three yeah. games are uh, Texas, Kansas State, and Oklahoma. K-State and yeah. Oklahoma on the road. 
those are going to be tricky. And we actually will tease this because we, we actually agree on something coming up this weekend with Oklahoma State's next opponent on what's going to happen. Um, we do. It's, it's very, very crazy that we agree on this. Not going to lie. So we're, we're agreeing a lot right now for this episode. <laughs> it's, it's a weird, it's Halloween. I don't know, man. It's crazy. Anyways, that's pretty much it out of the big 12. The rest of it sucks. It does not need to be mentioned. Uh, SEC, unless you want to talk about Texas at all. Anybody, anybody? No, I will. I will take my L on Baylor. <laughs> take your Baylor did not show up to play against the Longhorns. Uh, Baylor had every opportunity to be a decent team this year and they just could not get COVID in check. Like you cannot yeah. tell me that having as many games as they've had canceled, how many, having as many times as their program has shut down to shut down and restart, shut down and restart. Like you can't get in a rhythm. You can't get in a flow. Baylor, I was really counting on you to be something this year and you let me down. So I'm uh, taking my L. It's, it's been a tough year for uh, Dave Miranda, year one, uh, leaving right. LSU. In watching that game, I thought it was a little suspect. He had some coaching mistakes in that game that were yeah. like, dude, that's, some, that's really rookie stuff. Uh, right. Talk management that I didn't really understand what he was doing. Uh, they punted. I don't know if anybody saw <laughs> this, but they punted on like their own 30 or on the I Texas did. 30. I'm like, I did. I'm like, dude, the field goal is right there, man. You don't yeah. have to punt. I was like, it was, it was a very strange outing for him. Right. Uh, Longhorn's got a good bounce back win, if you want to call it that. Um, yeah. I think that they actually make more noise this coming weekend. Uh, but that's pretty much it from the Big 12. Um, yep. Then moving on to the SEC, probably the biggest loss in the SEC was a win, Alabama over Tennessee, but yep. disaster for them. And this is, this is interesting. I, I, I'm curious to see where, what you think about this, but – Alabama took care of Tennessee easily enough. I think we all know that Alabama is still the class of the SEC. All yep. roads go through them. Uh, Jalen Waddle, though, the superstar playmaker for them outside of Devontae Smith and Najee Harris, uh, he right. went down and he is out for the year. Ankle injury that required yep. surgery. That is a massive loss, Haley. So I got to ask you, looking at this, you know, we've seen guys step like, like John Mechie. I yep. wonder, though, is a guy like John Mechie stepping up because defenses are having to pay so much attention to Smith and Waddle that that's why he's being that good? Or can he be that good in replacing Waddle to where Bama fans don't really need to worry? I just have so much confidence in the talent on the offensive side of the ball that Bama has and in the ability to recruit blue chip players that I think we're just seeing another star step in and fill the shoes of Jalen Waddle. I mean, he had such an impressive outing, seven receptions, 151 yards. If you aren't truly special, you're not putting up those numbers. I could see him, you know, getting lucky and having an 80 to hundred yard game, but uh, seven receptions, 151 yards, like he's making things work for his benefit. And I just think Bama is such a talent machine that one guy goes down, they have someone ready to step up and take his place. So as much as of a talent as Jalen Waddle is, I don't think the question is, can he be replaced? I think the better question is, can they mask that and just put the Band-Aid of John Mechie over it and just keep rolling? And I think that's what they'll do. That's what they're going to have to do, right? I tend to yeah. agree with you on that, that I don't think it'll be that big of a loss. It's going to be felt for sure, I think, right. in special teams as well. But Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, like you said, they just next guy up. And Mechie's shown yeah. enough, right, that he right. can kind of assuage those fears that this is going to be a disaster. Because remember, folks, like even without him, like you still have Devontae. You still yeah. have Najee. Mac is playing at an extremely high level. I mean, and 
Yeah. I will say like the interesting thing though about this game that kind of shocked me was they had zero receiving touchdowns. Zero. They it was it was very very strange that all five of their touchdowns came on the ground. Maybe so, Nick Saban I mean, was trying out something new, trying to pad stats in a different way. I don't know. He's a wizard. Right. Speaking of Nick Saban, his comments regarding Jalen Waddle were had some people raising their eyebrows in the fact that his comment about Jalen Waddle's injury, of course, he was remorseful and felt sorry that it happened. But he also mentioned, well, he shouldn't have run out with it when it was that far in the end zone anyways. I mean, saving yep. speaks truth. I mean, you could tell it was kind of the same way with Tua. Uh, when Tua yeah. got hurt, a lot of uh, Nick Saban was kind of, he had those similar statements of like, well, don't well, do that and you won't get hurt. But yeah, it's crazy. It's just crazy how he's able to, you know, separate and look yeah. at the game so matter of fact and so black and white. Like, you know, you don't, those are kind of some thoughts that it's like, you know, maybe you should just keep that in here. Keep that, keep that one in there. Yeah. It, yeah. From an optics standpoint, like it's not good for us, like, you know, right. that common analysts and fans. But for players, I'm sure they appreciate that. Like, hey, dude, don't do this because it's going to, like, fuck up your career. Right. I mean, he, he's looking at it as a teachable moment. Right. And unfortunately, that it had to happen that way. But Nick Saban's going to Saban, so. Hey, you, you're winning titles. You're going to put up with it. So there yep. you go. I think I agree with you. I think Bama's going to be fine. By the way, their next five games, they play nobody. Right. As of right now. And, in fact, it'll be the first time since 1989 that Bama – won't play a ranked opponent in their final five games. As of right now, obviously things yeah. can change, but they it really looks like easy street the rest of the And way. for those of you listening, LSU is included in that five. Oh, that includes LSU, <laughs> Auburn. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not talking about any slouches, but like those aren't very good teams this year, obviously. Right. Um, you know, I really do think, we talked about this before the show, I think it's Bama, A&M, Arkansas is going to be the final three in the SEC West. I think those are the best three teams. I mean, I definitely agree with you, which when we get to it here in a little bit, talking about AM Arkansas going head to head this weekend, Woo. I'm nervous. I'm confident, but nervous. You should be nervous. I'm going to tell you, I got so many reasons why you should be nervous. Absolutely. Um, and that's pretty much it from the SEC. And then we're moving on to the Big Ten. Got to go mm -hmm. trick or treating in the Big Ten because it was a wacky week. And we already talked about <laughs> Wisconsin's throwing the ball. Rutgers won. Newsflash, people. Rutgers won a football game. Okay, it's unbelievable. I know Greg Schiano's back, but still, that was big news. Um, and them Hoosiers. And them Hoosiers. Hoosiers. We gotta go around because uh, this was an insane weekend. So I'm gonna, we're gonna go back and forth a trick or treat. Do we have contenders or pretenders with these teams? And let's start off, Haley, with game day. College game day was at Minnesota for Gophers taking on the Wolverines. You know, we talked last week. I was pretty harsh on on Jim Harbaugh. What I think is going to be his last year at Michigan. Uh, Gophers coming in hot after 11 and two year and then that game happens so it what, did. Were, what were your thoughts on Michigan's blowout of the Gophers you think it's a trick I, a treat I think it was a little trickery but I also think that it was a treat for Michigan fans which is confirmation of what I said last week and that I didn't think Michigan was going to be a good team but I thought they had enough talent to make them fun to watch. And I think that is what you saw this weekend. I think so too. I think there's a lot of trickeration. I think Michigan is still a big trick. This is a team that usually starts off great anyways. Offense, 
this hasn't really been the issue. Uh, they played against an inferior defense in the Gophers. Joe Milton looked great. Can't take away from his performance. He looked really good. Uh, had two right. touchdowns through the air, another on the ground. Minus a lot of people. You know, we talked about the attrition with this Wolverine team. You know, Troy yep. Black is gone. Uh, yep. McCaffrey's gone. A lot of guys are gone from this team. Uh, they look good. The defense was a little shaky. I know they had some turnovers, uh, that are forced turnovers, especially that blindside hit. Yeah. Which was unbelievable. But the defense still was a little shaky. I'm not buying this at all, though. I, I've watched this program before. Okay, I'm a Texas Longhorn fan. I know when a thing is back and when a thing is good, and this ain't it. This team ain't beating Ohio State still. I'm waiting to see the proof. In so the would you say that this game said more about Minnesota and what they have to offer than what it said about Michigan? It did, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm mad at the Gophers. Y'all tricked us. That whole, what do you call a group of Gophers? <laughs> is it a gaggle of Gophers? I have tribe? no idea. That gaggle of gophers, you're a bunch of freaking tricksters. You tricked us, PJ. You tricked us. You get us all hyped for college game day. Failing to mention, Yella, oh, yeah, right before, like, kickoff. Uh, your starting kicker's out, your punter's out, and you got two offensive linemen that aren't going to play? Dude, what the hell? Like, that's a big yeah. problem. And if anybody watched that game, did you see the special teams from Minnesota? They literally could not get yeah. a kickoff. They yeah, kickoff was it wasn't great. Did you see the kickoff return that Michigan had? Yes. Minnesota yes. kicked it like 10 yards and they took it back to the house. That's a big yeah. deal, PJ. Yeah. They tricked yeah, us. They tricked. By the way, they were minus their biggest gopher, uh, Daniel <laughs> Falale, who's only 6'4", 400 pounds. He's a big That's offensive a large lineman. large human. That's a large gopher. Large human. Okay. I'm not happy with the gophers. They tricked us. That's a gopher by nature. I've seen Caddyshack. I know how they are. I'm disappointed. But whatever. I think it – I don't know if you can really gauge a lot for Michigan that game. Right. Um, Minnesota clearly like, well, get half your damn special teams back and maybe we can talk about you being a real football team. So that was yeah. a whole trick. That was a trick of a game. You know who else really tricked us? Not who? me, though. Who? I mean, they kind of did. Indiana Hoosiers. <laughs> <laughs> you got to you give props. Props are due. Miss Graves called it. You Thank called you. it last week. You're high on the Hoosiers. I don't know if you had them beating Penn State, but you were high on the, the, this team. Right. I thought that they had enough to make something shake, and I honestly didn't think it was going to happen in week done, but they got the damn job done, and they should not have. Guys, go look at this freaking box score. Let me just break a couple of things down for you, Okay. Take away the controversial two-point ballsy decision in yes. overtime. But before Very you, ballsy before you go, I want to know right yep. now, was, do you, did he get in or not? What do you think? No. I honestly don't know. I'm so conflicted. I think, I think if they play, if you see the replay more, potentially – but it's that screen grab that has it, been circulating on the internet, uh, on the interwebs, that it doesn't even come close to touching white line. It's, is this the blue, is it the blue or white dress scenario for college football? Yes, Because it's like, I've looked at that picture like a thousand times. I have no idea. I cannot tell right. you. Anyways, and it's like, continue. is it because, is it from the angle the photographer was at? If we saw an aerial shot above, yeah, you see more? Like, there's so much trickery in that photo. I mean, my favorite one is the one that people literally stretched his arm. They, like, clone stamped his arm to make it go across <laughs> the line. It was great. You know, internet remains undefeated. But with that being said, they had no excuse losing this game. They had 488 total yards compared to Indiana's 211. 
That is absurd. You not only lose that, that game. not only that, like bottom line, time of possession, people. Penn State had the ball for 40 minutes. 40 minutes, two-thirds of the game. They had the ball. It was in their control. And they still managed to lose this one. They held Indiana to 41 yards on the ground, 1.6 yards per carry. There is nothing, aside from three ugly turnovers and 10 penalties, I mean, winning and losing the turnover margin, like, that kind of remains undefeated. But goodness, Penn State, you shouldn't have lost this one. And I don't know if you were looking ahead. That's the only excuse I can think of is the fact that that team was straight looking ahead to week two, Ohio State. And even what made me think of that even more was James Franklin tweeted Monday, first thing, a tweet with about 20 Ohio States in the tweet. And that was it. Yeah. And so you, I just, I can't help but think that this team was like, all right, we're going to dust our hands of Indiana. We're going to, you know, shake off some rust, get out there, play this game. And stats wise, they played fine. They're a good team. They just, at the end of the day, missed the mark. And I think Indiana just simply wanted it more. I think you nailed it right there. They're still a good team. They're not a great team. Great teams right. don't do that. Great teams take right. care of business. And you lost to a guy named Phoenix. Okay. <laughs> You've been waiting for that one. His name, the Indiana quarterback, his last name is Phoenix or Penix, however yeah. you pronounce it. However, when you look at it, it looks like a certain word. And there's so many. Spelling is P-E-N-I-X. There's just so many like on the nose wordplay that goes on in a college football game with stretching and the tip and <laughs> oh my the God. length of the, and it's like, his name is Phoenix and he stretched out to beat Ben St- It's unbelievable. Anyways, congratulations to the Hoosiers. But I think that's it. They're, they're still not a great team. And they go on to this big game. Game day is going to be there in Happy Valley, but it's going to be even worse because we talked about this last week. Journey Brown, their starting running back, has been out yep. with a mysterious injury. It gets right. worse for the Nittany, uh, Nitt- Nittany Lions, excuse me, because Noah Kane is now out for the rest of the year. Right. Uh, right. That's devastating. So your backfield has been uh, – there's another one, yep. Phoenix and Backsfield. Anyways, the, your backfield is decimated right now. Uh, Clifford's going to be on an island, and I think I mean, it's he great. Was le- he was their leading rusher. That's a problem. As a, and like, and that is a problem. We've seen that. That I feel like is a very strong trend in college football, that teams that have to rely on their quarterback for to pass the ball, but also be their leading rusher. Texas. It is not, <clears throat> yes, it does not bode well for those teams at all, at yeah. all. You have to have balance in this game and teams that can't just fall short. And I mean, it's very easy to say that the Hoosiers might just haunt Penn State the rest of the year. See what I did there? I was wonderful. You get to do that. <laughs> Indiana, live it up, baby. Like, you got this. I mean, Facts. you just took down Penn State. You're on top of the world. Go for it. Um, yeah. You're not, but you can think. You can dream for a little bit. But you just shook the Big Ten to its core. For yeah. uh, You got to imagine that, uh, like, Kevin Warren knows the, the goal is to get Ohio State in, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine Ohio State losing to Penn State next week. This, yep. All of you would come back for nothing because it ain't right. Ohio state still ends uh-huh. up coming out of this thing, but whether they go to the playoffs, we'll see. Um, but uh, wrapping up the trick or treat in the big 10, why don't we end it with, uh, I don't want to call them my boys, but I was happy to see Ohio state take Nebraska to the woodshed yeah. or to the wood chipper. However. You oh, want I to knew it. I could like 
feel you being happy and smiling throughout that entire game. Well, here's the scary thing. Just looking at this game objectively, which I did every single second of it, which I thoroughly (laughs) enjoyed, Ohio State drubbed Nebraska. You look at the box score, you look at the stats, 52 to 17. Justin Fields was amazing. He only incompleted one pass. He looked even better than last year. He's bigger. Um, The the wide receivers, Olave and and Garrett Wilson, were on fire. Um, That running game for Ohio State wasn't there. The defense was very sloppy against Nebraska early on, giving up big chunk plays. Um, They did not look good, and they still put up 52 points. What happens when that Ohio State team figures it out and is a complete team? That's a scary thought, and that's what what I was thinking about. What happens if two weeks against Penn State, it isn't good enough, and they haven't put that together yet? I, I think no. I think they just destroyed Penn State. I think they have film now to work on their problems. I think they're going to get yeah. even better. I think that defensive line is so young and hungry. They're inexperienced with the talents there. They're going to put it all together in a big way. And I think even in just one viewing, overreaction of the episode, that team is making it into the playoffs right now. There's not a doubt in my okay. mind. You, okay. I know, I, I know, I know we talked about this. It's going to be tough for them to do that because we don't even know if they're going to have enough games to play. But they looked – they did not play well, and they destroyed a team. That's unbelievable. And Nebraska, you're – listen, I don't don't want to be too harsh, but you can't run – you You want to be very harsh. I want to be harsh. Scott Frost, that offense ain't going to work. That is a gambit, wishbone, you know, spread option offense that is not going to work. You have to be able to move the ball vertically. You have to, period. In this – not in just your conference, but this day day and age in football – and running a two-quarterback system with Martinez and McCaffrey, it's fun. You saw them bust some big runs, Haley. But yeah. that offense is not going to beat teams. Like, it was just kind of like, oh, this is cute. Yeah, this is fun. Props you for trying something new. This is cool. And then it was just you got over it really quick. And you're like, oh, this doesn't work. You're, you're a one-dimensional offense. It's called right. to stop whoever is running the football. Ooh, you have your quarterback <laughs> doing it? Well, they'll stop them too. And that's why you just got beat by 40-plus points. Right. It's going to be a long season again for Nebraska. Like, you, I don't know where that program is They might as well really go back going. to the Big 12. They might. Guess what? That door's closed. I mean, it opened it up. <laughs> you know that scene in the horror movie where they're trying to get through the door? They're trying to knock on it and open it up? No. Nobody's on the other side. You're not coming back. You have to sit there and get murdered in the Big 10 week in and week out this season. It's going to be a tough sled for them. They got talent on that Nebraska team. Like, they played a little bit better defense than we've seen them play. But right. What do you, I mean, that team's not going anywhere this year. Ohio State is. They've made their bed and now they need to lie in it. That's right. You guys were so gung-ho about coming back and we're going to sue because we want to play. <laughs> there you go. We're going to go back to the Big 12 so we can play. No. No, you no. just wanted to go back because you wanted to go back. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. No, 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 no. You have to go play Ohio State. No, no, no. You have to. You have to go there and play them. Uh, have fun. Have fun with that. So Big Ten already off to a big shocker. And then again, uh, Rutgers beating Michigan State, which was insanity. There were seven turnovers in that game uh, that went Rutgers' way. So Rutgers, don't get too high on yourselves. This is not Greg Schiano 2006. It's Greg Schiano 2020. You guys will still suck. Um, but that's it for the Big Ten. That just shows how bad Michigan State is. So sorry, My Spartan God. fans. Sorry, Spartan fans. It is a rough winter ahead. Can you, do you think they're really happy up there in East Lansing that is like, thank God that Indiana upset Penn State. Otherwise, everybody would be talking right. about us. 
Right. No, for sure. And the fact that that wasn't a nationally televised game too, what is what really, I think swept that one under the radar. Like unless you lived in East Lansing, you couldn't watch that game. That's bad. That's bad. I don't know if it's like Texas getting beat by Kansas levels bad. I don't know if a lot of it's close though. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. It is close. Um, I think what makes it not as bad is because Michigan state hasn't really been worth a damn the past couple of years. So it, it just kind of like it, you just, you, you heard about it and then you're just kind of like, huh, maybe Rutgers has something like you don't even like yeah. think like, <laughs> Oh, like, sorry, Michigan state. Like what? No. Like you're just like, Oh, okay. Rutgers. Good job. That's a fall from grace. This is a Michigan state program that, you know, I think it was at five or six years ago was in the college football playoff. Yeah. And now because of their defense, losing. because of your defense. Yes. Let's be real. But you just lost to Rutgers. That's right. It. That's they're right. just at this point they're just looking forward to basketball season that's right yeah go sparty sparty had a party uh not this past weekend you lost nope and then we kind of talked about this at the end of the show or the beginning of the show before we get to our candy segment which i know you're excited about um real quick byu and cincinnati uh those oh, two teams smu no i know but since he oh you're SMU, talking about the two teams in general yeah talking yeah, yeah. about cincinnati taking down smu uh, i should have teased it better or said it better that way <laughs> since you taking down smu in a very impressive fashion they are now fully in control of the american all yeah. roads go through them and then byu continues to just dominate people they won't stop they're beating right. everybody in their path but they're not playing anybody like i, I know i know seriously i can't i want to take them seriously and this makes me wish and this is a conversation for a later day obviously with playoff expansion but i wish there could be a playoff game to go into the playoffs because I right. think that would be a good P- BYU and Cincy game to have. Hey, more of a reason for us to have an actual like bracket style Expanded. college football playoff. Yep. Make me go to bro- eight teams. Yes. Do it. Go to eight teams. Please. This would be go perfect this year for a BYU team to be a BYU and a Cincy team to be a seven or eight seed. Make even them just, make them the low. like just even just try it. Like yeah. let's just freaking try it or have them be you the know? play-in game like the ncaa tournament have them be yeah. the play-in for the last right. seed like right because they're too fun those teams are fun to watch even if people aren't high in them since he's fun to watch byu is scary and fun to watch because it's just you know very old white dudes who are really fast and that's always scary since he's just do. about the only team that is pulling off the quarterback being your leading rusher he is fast he threw he, up in that game, and he's fat. He ran for like a 93-yard touchdown. He had 180 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. The dude was he probably a, had, wheels. Honestly, he might have had the best running back numbers, and he's not even a running back out of every back this past weekend. He's he fast, put up the man. best numbers. He was great. That was SMU, awesome. like, they just slapped SMU across the face, and SMU did not know what to do with it. It's like I don't know if there was no pre-film of him you know, utilizing his legs to that magnitude, but SMU just was not prepared for what he was bringing to the field. No, at no. all. He took it at to him. all. And offensively, SMU like uh, they had to set a school record for draw passes. Right. They could right. not catch a ball. Not saying that Shane played the best game, but my God, catch a football! Like that's yeah. your that's your entire they're offense. T- they're tight end. Their number one wide receiver drops left and right, and it was even it was really it was deflating because it was in the, really the second quarter when they were still in the thing, and it yeah. was just drops left and right. Like you could just feel the energy and the life just leaving that SMU team, and they just 
they just laid down and died in the second half. And that's is a dark episode. They did die. Sorry. Um, but uh, yeah. I know, like my ponies. <laughs> I've been high on them. I've been trying to put into the universe and put the energy out there that they could be something special. And this was their moment to shine, yep. and they failed. It was their moment. You're right. That's because uh, I don't think they get another one. That's it. And for Cincy, uh, you, you're all you got to do is hang around the top, just like your Aggies. You just got to hang around the right. top because special things could happen. You just never know. Right. So they, they roll on. Believe um, in yourself enough and you could make something really special happen this season. That's right. Unless you're Penn State or Texas or, <laughs> or Michigan State or Michigan State. You suck and that you you're terrible um all right let's talk halloween and some candy uh because it's gonna be fun so we asked people you came up with the idea let's ask people you know if uh if a college football program was a candy what candy would they be uh so i want i want to get your candies because i know that you picked out a few i want to see what what did you come up with with candies by the way before we get started uh see if we agree on this one what is what is the number one go-to candy for you number one halloween go-to candy um, I have a couple and it kind of varies on the year. Well, that's not one. That's a couple. I said one. Right. I no. don't have just one. You know, you got to pick one. Indiana going for two in overtime. You got one shot. What's your favorite candy? Dark chocolate or white chocolate. Um, Kit Kat. Kit Kat. Okay. Gotcha. I go Reese's. I'm a Reese's, I was gonna I'm say a Reese's, Reese's guy. I was yeah. going to say Reese's, but like Reese's is that candy that it's like, oh, I know this is going to be good. But then when I get it, I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty good, but like Kit Kats for me, I could just keep eating them. I'm not gonna. Okay, I'm. I think we can continue doing the show then. I'm not offended yeah. by Kit Kat. That's fine. I think those are good. It's a serviceable candy. Right. So yeah. Speaking but, of Kit Kats, didn't yes. even plan this one. My Kit Kat goes to BYU. Just really tying that all together. Because, why is Why is BYU your Kit Kat? Because I feel like they are super underrated. Okay. That gotcha. They're very very good as you've been leading up to that BYU is a very, very good team, but there's, they still fly so far under people's radars that unless you really call attention to them, that's when you're like, Oh yeah, those are pretty damn good. So that's why Kit Kats are my BYU. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Kitty cats, kitty cat, yep. Kit Kats, Cougars, BYU. There yeah, we go. I like it. I'm down. It I'm down. It I'm down. I don't think they, they have those in Utah though. Do they allow candy? Maybe. In Utah. Anyways, what's your next candy? Next one are airheads airheads hold on uh airheads best flavor is blue so it can make your tongue blue are what without doubt but they are basically less delicious lighter and stickier laffy taffy and they don't really have a sense of humor that comes with laffy taffy or really a sense of identity because they're just kind of a copycat program so will i really go out of my way to eat these probably not will I really go out of a way my way to watch this team probably not but will I willingly get those sticky sheets of airheads that you just stick them to the top of your mouth and literally the only thing that they do for you is make your tongue blue because it's fun they make you talk like you have a lift that's literally the only fun part about airheads and if I find them you know at the bottom of my candy jar will I eat them Absolutely, because that's kind of the only option I have. Well, airheads are Auburn. Ah, I was trying to think. Blue, I, I did. I was thinking Auburn. like Air Force. You wouldn't watch Air Force. And then we Auburn talked about football. Some, Auburn, because okay. let, they're, you know, if 
Alabama. Alabama is not Laffy Taffy, but if they are, no. Auburn is the basically less delicious without a sense of humor and no identity team. Okay. Will I go out of my way to watch them? No. But if they're on, sure. I'll throw okay. an Auburn game on. I could see airheads for Auburn. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And it's just, I mean, the Auburn airheads. All right. This one's simple. My Aggies. I'm giving them the Sour Patch Kids simply because of the fact that once they're sour, then they're sweet. This could be said for a lot of teams. It probably makes sense the fact that my team and the team that I'm a fan of is Sour Patch Kids. But I mean, you look at the, even this season, especially, that's what I'm kind of basing this on, that they were sour. That Vandy game was ugly. Even you could say Bama was ugly, very sour. Then they really turned it on. You got the sweetness. All that sugary is off. It's the sweet bites. It's lingering. It's stuck in your teeth. That's where my Aggies are right now. And that's where I hope they stay. So Aggies are Sour Patch Kids. First, they're sour, then they're sweet. And they've got a lot of different flavors to choose from. I like right. that. I like that because they could be very sour again soon. And it wouldn't no, shock you, would not. you? No. Sour Patch Kids do not go back to sour until they, you put more in your mouth. Well, exactly. You're going to put more and then they're going to be sour again. Because that's no. what happens. Sour November happening. Aggies. All right. Then we have the Alabama Fighting Twizzlers. Roll Twizzlers because Twizzlers are like the Swiss army knife of candy. They're delicious in their artificial strawberriness, but they also make a great straw for children or me. <laughs> so they straw? are, <laughs> so they're the Swiss army knife of, of candy, just like Alabama is a Swiss army knife of college football because they have so much talent constantly all over the ball, all fa different phases. So that's why Alabama are my Twizzlers. And, you know, a Twizzler kind of looks crimson-y. So that's what kind we're going to go with there. That's what we're going to go with there. Okay. Ohio State. I got two more, y'all. Two more. Ohio State are Starbursts because they're consistently good. They have so many flavors, so many different combinations. Unless you come across that one game – or in this situation, one pack that you get the two yellows. Everybody knows two yellows are bad. Every once in a while, Ohio State always gives you two yellows. So for me, Ohio State are Starburst. Real quick, which is the best Starburst flavor? Pink. Okay, continue. Yep. Just All right, sure. actually, fun <laughs> anecdote. When I was in high school, me and one of my friends, I would always get the little two packs in my lunches, and me and my friends would – base our days like we thought starburst had predictability powers like they saw the future and so if you ripped it open and you had a pink and a yellow it was like all right shit like half my day is gonna be good half my day is gonna be bad if you got two reds two pinks a pink and a red you're like oh hell yeah like my days my day's gonna be great sorry for cussing and you know but if you got that orange and that yellow or two yellows it's like oh dang i'm about to have a bad day and it's gonna get worse I so. Yeah, I remember that too. I played a different game, uh, but I didn't do it with Starburst. It was with drugs and alcohol, and I oh, always lost. Oh, okay. Well, you know, <laughs> continuing the dark theme of this episode, go, moving on to Clemson. Clemson are the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups because, mm, as mm. you said, greatest candy out there, but they're also one of the greatest snacks. There's a lot of versatility when it comes to the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, lots of variations. You can get them in a little – 
you know, Reese's Pieces. You can get them in large peanut butter cups. You can get them small, white chocolate, dark chocolate, like so much variety there. So versatile. You can have them not just around Halloween, any time of year. So that's Clemson because of their versatility and their consistency. I like that. And I feel like Dabo would be a all pieces matters guy. So like, I think, like, <laughs> sorry. I think he'd be, yeah, I like Reese's for Clemson. They're around the same color, they're orange. Um, and my last one is the most controversial candy of Halloween. Candy corns goes to Notre Dame because they don't really have a place to fit in and people love to argue if they're good or worthy or not. That's your best one. That's the best one right there. That is the best description. And that, that does fit Notre Dame to a yep. T. You don't fit in. People always argue about if you're good or not. I like that a lot. That yeah. is absolutely them. Candy corn could be for a lot of programs. For sure. For, for sure, lots but of different I, reasons. And, and depending on who one. you talk to, depending on who you talk to, someone that loves candy corn versus someone who doesn't. So in this situation, I took the neutral approach that it's because they don't really fit in with any other type of candy. Well, it's funny because if you ask people back in like, you know, I don't know, the 50s or the 60s, they love candy corn. And they think it's right. amazing. back when Notre Dame was really good at football. So depending upon, <laughs> I mean, that would make sense that candy corn is Notre Dame because you got a bunch of old fogies saying, oh, it's the greatest candy. They're the best yep. teams. Not. So yeah, I like that a lot. That's really good. Yep. Those are mine. Thanks those for were, listening. Those are really good. I don't know about the Twizzlers in Alabama. <laughs> it's, I don't know about that. I don't know. I, Twizzler lovers understand. I don't think Saban allows And they're candy. also, and Twizzlers are also kind of more on like, I won't say bitter, but they're not the sweetest of candies. And so I feel like that also plays into Nick Saban. I, okay. I can see that. He's a little I, bitter. I think, I think a little Twizzlers twizzled are, up. I've never, uh, Twizzlers are disgusting candy. I'm not a big licorice guy. Not licorice, my Licorice, what a word. Yeah, no. Nah, I, I like uh, Reese's. Be normal. Eat Reese's. That should be their fucking slogan. Um, we had uh, we asked you guys though. Um, we got some really unique responses from our fans, Haley, on candies that they thought. Yeah, we did. This was fun, guys. This Thanks was interesting. For participating. Yeah, you guys are great. Um, I, although I'm concerned for James. James is our first one. Uh, so we asked. <laughs> I saw this too. We asked for you know college football teams. Like, what would they be if they were candies? College football teams. And James said the Bengals. <laughs> That's a pro in most, team. In, in Cincinnati Bengals fashion, he is comparing his team to college football programs. So. Yeah, um, it's, I, I, I made a joke in our notes. I don't know if I'll say it, but I, maybe I will. I've long been concerned about America's literacy rate, and James just proved it. Um, yeah, we asked for college teams, not pro, yeah. but thanks for yeah, that playing. Was, that was weird. That, that was, was nice. Weird, thanks thanks yes. for coming to the party, James. By the way, the Bengals, he considered them to candy corn, which I would just say milk duds. Because, like, <laughs> just duds. They're, they've always been a dud. Them and the Browns are the same. Um, we got a few for the Texas Longhorns. Um, most of them, you can imagine what they are. Stephen Cooper said UT equals candy corn. Absolutely. Uh, my buddy Bo Edge said uh, the Longhorns could be candy corn. Promise of good, but the reality not so much. Cute package with no good taste <laughs> every year. And then my other friend, Joel Heyman, used to do a show with him. He, this one is the most, uh, this is the correct answer. Texas would be razor blades. That's exactly what yeah, they are. The dark theme of this show continues. My you swallow goodness. it, it cuts your insides up, your soul bleeds hey, out, nowhere to go. People in Florida only do those things, okay? <laughs> only That's people true. in Florida do those types of things. Uh, Bama got a candy corn. Evan said Bama would be candy corn because fuck them. 
you know what? All of you people that are just using candy corn, it's lazy. You're just being lazy. You're just associating the worst candy with the team you like the least or the team you're unhappy with. That's lazy answers. You need to be better. Be better. I agree with you. Thank you for chastising our fan base. Be better. Be choosing your candies. (laughs) I'm Uh, just encouraging them to be the best versions of themselves in this. Which is is great. That's that's, that's why you're great. Uh, Bad Tweet Box said Modern Miami is a Tootsie Roll pop. In the beginning, it's great. Who actually eats those still? it's it's i remember getting the mixed bag with all the random colors. Well, i mean ones. i remember the commercials growing up but like who still eats tootsie roll pops i mean i see normal tootsie rolls but like the pop part all right miami sure. people Bad tweet box yeah um, that's another florida thing yep uh we had uh texas a&m this one was pretty no, funny we don't need to say this one this guy's an asshole we can go to ben hoskins michigan would be plain M&Ms. Everybody knows them. They've been around forever, but they'll never win anything. I loved Ben's answer for what ben, ben was really good. That is that is the that is an excellent one. Um, but we're gonna read it because look, if you had just let it slide and not mentioned it, but you called him an asshole, but now our listeners are gonna be like, well, why is he an asshole? So now I gotta say the well, thing. Because you were gonna say it regardless. Well, no, this I wasn't gonna say it regardless. This one just he doesn't even say a candy. Okay, go ahead. Read what Green goes. He doesn't. Which, what what is your name even? Sorry, he's, I think you're talking more about yourself and your name than you are A and M in this statement. But go ahead. Well, he's Gringo Stew. He's that means he's White Stew. He's just uh, he's Stewart. He's Gringo Stew. He said A and M would be the shitty brownish taffy that sits in the bottom of the candy bucket and ends up getting thrown away months later. You literally, you must be a UT fan because you couldn't even come up with the name of the candy. You were so lazy that you just wanted to make a jab at A&M because, oh, you're so funny. That's so funny. I'm going to make a joke about the Aggies because I'm a sad Longhorn fan. Ha, ha, funny. It wasn't. Nobody knows what you're talking about. How do you know be he's better. a Longhorn fan? You guys have. If you're going to, if you're going to ja- take a jab at Texas A&M, like make it mean something, make it be funny, make it have value. Oh, the brownish taffy no one knows what you're talking about brosif i got an aggie joke be better gringo i have an aggie joke for you what what happened to the aggie at the stop sign tell me he's still there (laughs) that's a good one rule followers rule followers I love, we got to clip that rant. That was that you, that could have been a Mississippi state fan. That could have been an Arkansas fan. No, you don't know, it was a UT fan. Our, our, our freaking audience. It's a UT fan. It was probably a UT fan. Um, for sure was. Nebraska. We have one for them. Taylor Graham's in Nebraska is like uh, the two pack starburst that you were talking about. Right. So uh, you could get an amazing pair or get an absolute trash pair, which I guess would be the yellows. Yes. Um, but odds are it's a very mediocre combination of flavors. <laughs> I like that. That one's good, Taylor. That is Nebraska. That was good. That's that not was bad. good. That was uh, good. We had uh, somebody named Reba Set 101 said the Buckeyes would be Buckeyes. Yes. Again, lazy. <laughs> Buckeyes are poisonous. It's yeah, not a like, don't eat those. Uh, PSA, disclaimer, don't eat a Buckeye if you find one this Halloween. That's, well, it'll kill you. There. Don't eat it. This one got a lot of laughs because I feel bad. And I, I guess this is a good segue before we get into wrapping up the show and a preview of the, of the games coming up. Uh, but we had um, Andrew uh, in from the Northwest because we forget about the Pac-12 country a lot, Haley. We do. I mean, it's sorry. It's, it's just the way of the world. They're back next week, though. We know that. They're back next week and we might talk about you. But Andrew said, 
Oregon would be Mike and Ike. Lots of color, very sweet, but generally all taste the same. Okay. And then Washington, you can tell which team he doesn't like. So Washington would be root beer dum-dums. Disgusting bottom of the barrel leftover trash. And see, gringo, maybe that's what you're talking about, but you couldn't even just do the simple factor of actually finding the name. You just wanted to make the jab. It's lazy. So props to you, Andrew, for actually labeling what well, candy. Andrew did a better like. job. I would expect that out of somebody from the Northwest to be a little bit more intelligent. Fair. Um, but I also love getting like, I love the rivalries up there because I know we don't pay a lot of attention to them, but it's nice to hear somebody hate Washington. I don't. Yeah. Nobody does, but you do. And that's cool. That's all that college football is about. You're still stirred up about that A&M thing. It was just, I, if he had an actual good comeback or like not even a comeback, if he just had an actual intelligent thought, then I would have been fine. But that's why I'm irritated because it's just like, you literally insulted yourself, bro. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something. This could make it worse. This probably will make it worse. But uh, look, you, the, the argument that Longhorn fans don't live rent-free in Aggies, it's, it's, it's shown through a little bit. No, little I'm bit. mad. I'm mad about the lack of effort and the low intelligence that was used to even send, press send on that tweet or however he sends it in. That's... <laughs> That's where I'm at. And that's like, he could be a fan of whomever. And I would have still bashed Gringo Sue stew for this. Uh, white stew, please. Uh, there we go. The, the proper, um, you sounded like saving right there. You just, you want discipline. You want yeah. players thinking you got to focus on the field Follow the between rules. the lines. Follow the rules. All right. The before rules were to give us a candy, not shitty brownish taffy. I thought it was funny. Um, but talking that's... about meatloaf for all I know. Oh, man. Um, all right. Wrapping up this spooky Halloween episode, uh, we have a interesting weekend coming up. Here's a little tidbit for you folks on Halloween. Uh, Halloween, we always associate the full moon and weird stuff going on. It's only yep. happened three times, Haley. Three weird. times on Halloween, there's been a full moon. 1955, 1974, and 2001. And also this year. It'll be the first. Of course movie. it is because it's 2020. It's 2020. So weird oh, stuff. Oh, I wish you happen. wouldn't have put that in the universe. Wow. It's uh, that ain't good, folks. Some weird wow. stuff's gonna happen. So if you have a uh, that does not make me feel good about A and M Arkansas. That does not make me feel good if I was a Buckeye. That does not make me feel good if I was a Georgia Bulldog. Oh goodness. That's what I am predicting. That is my my witchy way this weekend. Is that there's gonna be some uh some oh i don't like this at stuff all. Even, going on even texas oklahoma State. oh yes. no so is I, this our upset weekend this is trap weekend which would be different depending upon where you're on the country this is trap weekend and i think mm. there's a bunch of trap games and we can start off with the trap one that you city. kind of just mentioned trap city uh you have georgia and kentucky and staying in the sec arkansas yep. and a&m is one of the weirdest games in the past 10 years. Like it's, it's, it comes <laughs> down to a play. This game is never a blowout. This game is- I was there for majority of the weirdest of them yes. all. Uh, so on a full moon, spooky Halloween, what's going to happen this weekend with Arkansas and A&M and Georgia and Kentucky? So Arkansas A&M, I still am confident that a and is going to run the table, but I do think that they cannot 
look past this Arkansas team. I know in that locker room and in the back of their minds, it's become just a thing of thing of nature that A&M beats Arkansas. That's just the thing that you know is going to happen every single season. You know it's going to be a good-ass game. You know it's going to be close as hell, but you know A&M is going to pull it out. And this is the one year because Arkansas is a completely new team, a team that we haven't seen in years. They've team. got spice. They've got flavor. Felipe Franks at the quarterback. Rakeem Boyd, who used to be on A&M's roster. There's a lot that go is going against Texas A&M this weekend, not to mention the fact that Arkansas, according to PFF, Pro Football Focus, they're the fourth highest graded SEC defense. So the third highest ranked is Bama. We saw what Alabama did to Texas A&M. I am just, I'm nervous as hell for this one. I really am. I want A&M to pull it out so badly. I think that's just going to be another statement win. And if A&M pulls this one off, when they pull it off, excuse my language, they will continue to have that upward rise in the rankings. And as a program, it they will continue to have turned the corner and they just need to get a staple win against Arkansas. I don't know. I think the dam breaks. I think uh, those Sour Patch kids, uh, everybody's getting a new mouthful. And I think Arkansas is finally going to get it done because it's going to happen think, eventually. I think, I think what I'm nervous about is the lingering thought of these AM football players of even if they get down, oh, we'll come back. We always do. Oh, we'll come back. We always do. Oh, it's a close game. They have a two touchdown lead. That's all right. We still have time. But this year, the waters are just different. And that's, that's a different what hog makes me nervous. Team. That's a different pig right there. That that's a big nervous. pig. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't mess, mess with it. And, I, and I, not only that, be- a head coach who hasn't been there for what it's like to be in this environment and this atmosphere and this ongoing trend of AM versus Arkansas. And so he's not going to be, he's not going to buy into it. You know, the slate is clean for him. And that makes me nervous because that's a coach that can get your team prepared. I'm calling it now. Arky wins. Pig Suey. Okay. Got it. They're taking we'll him down on a spooky Halloween. Um, well, you know who I'm calling? Who are you calling? Kentucky over Georgia. I like it. Boom. In the books. Kentucky over dogs. You heard it here first. I love that yep. pick because I'm yep. out on the dogs now. I'm a fair weather fan. I texted you during the game when they're playing BAM. I said, I love Stetson Bennett. And then I texted you 30 minutes later. I said, I hate Stetson Bennett. I'm off the And I tried to tell you, the mailman, the mailman ain't it. I hate maybe the mail. We see, maybe we see some JT Daniels. We don't know. That might save them. But I still don't think it will because, again, like I've mentioned, they just don't have a ton of talent on the offensive side of the ball. Or at least no one has stepped up to shine or turn any sort of head. So this is going to be a very – massive defensive battle game for everyone that has been harping on the fact that defenses haven't shown up this season. This is the game to watch some solid defense because Georgia and Kentucky are the number one and number two highest graded SEC defenses. So you know that you're going to get a very, very good game there, but Kentucky, like if you want to prove something, this is your moment. They've been building momentum. I can feel it within that program having 10 turnovers in the past two weeks in and, you know, and it just kind of like you mentioned, same thing with AM Arkansas. It just feels like it's time. In the last 30 years, people, since 1990, Kentucky has won four times. They've won this matchup four times, and these teams play every single season. They're 4-26 and 26 against Georgia. 
granted, Kentucky has notoriously not been a great program. We've seen a rise in them with Mark Stoops at the helm, but they also haven't won verse at home, even at home versus Georgia since 2006, 2006. So I think if there's a year and all of its spookiness, this is the year that the Wildcats take down the Bulldogs. Boom. And the books. Dogs are going down. I love this. Yep. Big cats, big hogs. And we got another <laughs> trap game outside Big 12, Halloween night, Oki yep. State, ranked six in the country right now, leading uh, the Big 12 and its chance to play in the playoffs. All that goes away this weekend. I will bet my house. I don't even have a house. I'll bet some, I'll bet your house, Haley, that Texas beats Oklahoma State. Well, that's not going to work, Tyler, because I'm aligned with you on this thought. And the fact that I also think (laughs) that Texas, I know, real curveball, people, who am I? I do think that Texas steps up and gets the job done and beats this Oklahoma State team, mostly because I think Oklahoma State has gotten so lucky. They've been a really slippery team, and they just slid past on their wins. And I think this is the game that Texas, because Texas just does this. Texas likes to remind you after they've been shitty, and played horribly that, hey, we actually are a decent football program in case you forgot, and this is going to be the game that they remind everyone who they are. And, you know, then the conversation is going to shift to, well, maybe Texas isn't so bad. Maybe te- maybe Texas just needed those losses to turn the program around and start correcting the ship, and this game is going to be the game that they do that. Yep. It's like living in a haunted mansion. I'm just a ghost wandering <laughs> halls. I've seen this act so many times before in a different decade. Uh, this is absolutely, I don't even need stats to back it up. Texas is going to win this game for whatever reason. Uh, the last time they played on Halloween night in Oklahoma state was ranked Texas one. Uh, this is is just it for everything you just said, Texas will, and this is infuriating to me because I want them to lose out because I would like a change at leadership. They will do exactly what you said. They'll win this game. Oh, Texas might be back. They could win the big 12. They won't on their face. I will tell you, you want to know the key to them winning this game? What? Sam Ellinger, according to ESPN Stats and Info, has to throw the ball 35 times or less. 35 or okay. fewer attempts is the key because he's 18-0 and 0 when he does that. When he throws above 35 attempts, he's 5-15. The same range true this season. Last week in their win over Baylor, 23 attempts. 53 in their loss versus OU, which was they got blown out. And... 36, so one over that mark versus TCU, and that was a hell of a close game. So it's Damn, this very stat. weird. It's this very, very weird trend, and it comes down to what we've been saying about Texas is they can't expect Sam Ellinger to do it all. Bottom no. line, they can't. Yeah. When they ask him to be the leading rusher and to be the quarterback, it just does not, it does not sit well for that team. They have to be well-balanced and just not put everything on Sam's shoulders, and that is going to be the key this weekend. Think you're right. That doesn't shock me at all. It's infuriating too to know that that's the truth. Everybody else has figured it out except for the Longhorns, but they'll put it together this weekend, getting my hopes up for nothing. And that's the horror story that I live in being a Longhorn fan. I love it. It's so great. Oh. I believe Mac Brown like made a deal with the devil to get one second back on the clock against Nebraska because I can't make any rhyme or reason of why I've had to suffer this long. I just want to go to a playoff. I don't even want to win. I just want to go. That's it. One time. <laughs> That's just it. Be back. Just be there. Just, just be there. Just be there. Texas will beat Oklahoma State, put it in the yep. bank. And then the big one, well, it ain't big anymore, but Ohio State, Penn State, college game yep. day going to be there. This was supposed to be, Haley, 
the game of the year in the Big Twelve, uh, the right. Big Ten, week two. Like who who's going to step up and be the leader in the clubhouse all the way through? That ain't going to happen now. Two weeks ago, if a Penn State had beat Ohio State, we'd be like, wow, what an upset. Now if they beat them, upset of the year? Right. Uh, I don't know that I would necessarily say upset of the year because as we talked, Penn State is still a good team. I think what it could potentially come down to is Penn State leading this whole game, it coming down to the wire, and then somehow Ohio State's going to have some lucky shit fall their way and end up winning. And I think the storyline coming out of this weekend is going to be Penn State loses heartbreaker in back-to-back weeks or yeah yeah I think it's probably more I think Ohio State just beats the hell out of them I know this has been a close game in in, in years past yeah. uh and it, it's gone Penn State's way a few times but like I just don't see it happening now you got you couldn't even beat the Phoenix man you're not gonna beat <sighs> Justin Fields that ain't happening it's gonna it, it'll be interesting to see how they adjust with Sean Clifford yeah. I think Noah Kane being out is massive it right. is uh, you you were down because you don't have an answer. Back. You don't have an you answer have to help. No, yeah. and and against a team like Ohio State that you know can score in two seconds, you need to establish a running game to try right. and keep your defense uh, as maintain their stamina, keep them on the sidelines as long as you can. You got to keep that one close. If they can't, it's going to be a right. I mean, because clearly 40 minutes for time of possession wasn't enough for Penn State to get a win. So I don't know what else they can do there. I, it's it's going to be interesting. Uh, the Big Ten is all hoping for the most part that Ohio State wins this game uh, yep. to keep their shots. Even Michigan fans, you better be cheering for Ohio State uh, if you want a shot to make it to the postseason, which ain't going to happen. Yep. But uh, that's going to be it for the weekend's games. It could be a clean slate, though, uh, or sweep, if you will, for all the ranked teams to lose except for Ohio State. But if they did, man. You'd have to give it and up to Alabama and Clemson, but yeah, <laughs> those are well, givens. Those are givens. Yeah, I mean Mississippi State is going to Alabama. I think of the you know after LSU this year, uh, Mississippi State's win over them. We'd be more excited about this game. Right, the team is like disintegrating. Kalen Hill just yeah. announced that he's bouncing the All SEC yep. running back. He's gone. Like I'm yeah. done with the team. Right. Uh, th- there's some turmoil going on already in year one in Starkville. Seems right. like Leach is cleaning house for the way that he wants to do things. Uh, That'll be an interesting game against Bama. Yep. But regardless, it is going to be a fun weekend of college football. I know you can't really celebrate Halloween most places if you do wear a mask, but there will be some damn good football games on. So at least you can enjoy that way. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get into some brownish Laffy Taffy. That gringo stew guy made it sound so good. So I might have to go get that. (laughs) You can feel the daggers. I had to look down to see the daggers. We won't bring up gringo stew anymore. He's gone. Excommunicado from the show. Is that fine? Yes. Or he can come back and just have an intelligent thought. That works too. White Stew, come back and give us an intelligent thought on the show. Uh, at least give us a name of this brownish Laffy Taffy. Yeah, like at this point, that's what I'm asking for. I don't know what it is. I, yeah. I don't know either. Isn't it just Laffy Taffy? It's just Laffy Taffy? There's not a brown flavor of Laffy Taffy though. Is it, There's not? No. Well, I wouldn't really know. I don't really eat candy. I know I said Reese's is my favorite, but I don't eat it. I haven't yeah, had candy so since I was a child. I don't know what this man's is talking about. Gringo Stew, you're a weird dude. Um, and it's going to be a weird weekend. I, yep. I'm, I'm going to watch some scary movies before uh, the weekends, before these there big games. What's your favorite one before we get out of here? Oh, I'm basic go-to. as hell. Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus? Scary. That is my all-time favorite Halloween movie. I will watch that so many times. Is that the movie? I love it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that the movie 
where the, the fact that you don't automatically know makes me so sad. I'm I'm a boy. I don't know if so, I'm supposed. Lots of men love Hocus Pocus. I love Devil yeah. Wears Prada. Like I love a good rom com. It is a staple of the season. Well, okay. Is it the one where that's the three witches and yes. that they need the virgin? The virgin boy. boy. Yes. That's why I never watched it because I yes. thought that was so weird that these grown women are obsessed <laughs> with getting a virgin boy. And that dude, oh, I have seen that movie because they just rail that virgin dude, not literally, but figuratively, because like. All the women in the movie make fun of him for being a virgin. Like even his yeah. kid sisters, like hey, yeah. you've never got laid. And he's like fifteen. What? Yeah. What the fuck? It's such a weird. <laughs> mo- Why is that your but favorite just, movie? It just always has been. Like I love the Sanderson sisters. I love the fact that it's like based off of this curse. You know, they have to fight them. Like it's comical. There's like lighthearted, sweet moments in the movie as well. I just, it's always, always, always been my favorite. Always. Loser 15-year-old virgin boy. (laughs) God, his self-esteem and mine watching it if I was that age. Like Hocus Pocus is the equivalent of Elf. For Christmas, Elf to Christmas time, Hocus Pocus is the equivalent to Halloween. Uh, I have never seen Elf. Um, all right, we'll have to talk about. I oh, we don't have time. We're out. Wow. Of time okay, we'll for talk the about show. that in the coming weeks. We'll we'll talk about that later on during Christmas. But thank you okay. guys for joining us for another episode of It's Not Your Team, It's You. Uh, be sure and hit us up on our socials, Miss Graves. What is yours? Yep, you can follow me on Twitter at Haley One Graves Two or on Instagram Haley Graves with two S's. That's H A L E Y G R A V E S S. And I'm Tyler and the Tyler Co. on Insta and Twitter if you want to hit me up and yell at me for not seeing Elf. I know it's one of my... It's absurd. I know, it's bad. I I have a lot of work to do as a person. Anyways, everybody have a safe and fun Halloween. Yep, bye guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.